Hello everyone and welcome back once again to Is It Peak? Today we are discussing Season 6, Episode 4 of Better Call Saul, Hit and Run. Joining me today is the man himself, Johnny Cooper. Hello everybody, Johnny Cooper here. We also have the full-time gooner, Cinnabad. Hello. And lastly, we have the breakout star of last episode, Imperfect Dan. Was good. So, uh... What are you, what was everyone's thoughts on this episode? Probably the worst episode, honestly. Right, Cooper's off a cast. Uh, Dan, what are your thoughts? Kino. Kino as always. No, I, I actually, uh, I thought this was uh, better than the previous episode. Yeah, me too. Like, I don't know if you guys agree or not. I do. I don't agree. Why not? Because the Nacho stuff is just too good. I don't know about you guys, but this felt like a real, like, season one throwback to me, just in terms of, like, the vibe and everything. Like, bringing Wendy in and scamming Howard, and he even had, Jimmy was wearing the Hamlin to go blue suit, which is probably the same one from season one that he got when he was doing that billboard shit. And, like, the vibes as well, you know, like, the uh, the comedic, you know, because, like, the earlier seasons are a bit, you know, sort of funny, you know, while the new ones are more darker, you know, since Lalo is, like, the main antagonist and whatnot, you know what I mean? Uh, well, who wrote this episode? Do we, do, does anyone know off the top of their head? Do I have to look it up? I think it's Anne Shirkus. She's a good writer, she is. And also directed by Kim herself, Feet herself, Ray Seaman, uh, <gasps> yeah. Yeah, um, this is an amazing debut. I wonder how the process works, because it's not like these directors are like vastly different, so I wonder like how how, how much are they instructed and stuff. Well, it's not like they have a completely different crew as well. It's like the same crew, it's just a different director. Yeah, I like how, uh, I like the different shots she did, you know, like the uh, Gus Fring gun scene. Y'all remember that one? That yeah. was like an obvious homage to the uh, Walter White uh, scene where he was practicing, uh, you know, on trying to kill Gus Fring. The POV car shot. Yeah, the return of POV shots in Breaking Bad, the car door POV shot, that was pretty cool. How when it opened, it was like, it was framed perfectly when it opened and when it closed. So I wonder how much went into opening the door the correct amount. To get the shot right. Yeah. And yeah, it's some like, great editing too. I like the quarter. I wonder if that quarter is going to pay off. Like the quarter shot. It won't. Come on. <laughs> I also You're reaching, Dan. You're reaching. Medical Soul always does that. Where it just has a random object in the foreground. And then like that's the focus of the shot. It always does that. Maybe Kim uses the coin to kill uh, Howard. Or, or, or Wendy. Well, there is something historic about this episode. The Kim equals Wendy theory can now officially be gone well we don't know for sure it could just be a a time travel thing yeah i got yeah as soon as the episode was done i got like 100 comments on my video saying oh mm -hmm. kim equals wendy fury it's, it's fake now as if it wasn't already complete bullshit and i guess we can probably also deconfirm the gus has children and is actually straight fury because ain't no family living in that house i mean he could have children they just left him people were people were saying that like gus isn't gay because he said to Walt his kids won't eat his cooking he made, even though that was clearly just deployed to get on Walt's good side and like relate to him. No, dude, they were right, bro. What you mean? I was really worried during that scene. I was like, oh my god, if they fucking confirm that Gus has like a family and a wife, I'm gonna be pissed. Getting ahead of myself. Let's start at the start. What are our thoughts on that particularly odd cold open? Well, it was odd at first at least. Yeah, when the scene opened with the, a shot of the two bikes, I was like, oh shit, you know, it's going to be the twins from season one. But then it's just like two old people. The twins ride on skateboards, though. Yeah, then I thought these people were, you know, going to be victims or part of Jimmy's grand plan using uh, Howard's car 
you know, considering they were um, biking in the road and, you know, the title of the episode. Well, you thought but Jimmy then, was just going to bowl him over and now it's coming. <laughs> yeah, and then he was going to blame uh, Howard for it, you know. But then we see guns and men everywhere, you know, so everything I thought was going to happen was just, it was just thrown out the window, you know. Not one of the best cold opens, I would say. Um, I disagree. Completely disagree. I thought it was going to be a flash forward, but that was mm. debunked after the final no, that's gonna be next. Game. That's gonna be next episode, bro. I don't know what my first thought was. This was like when I saw it. I was like, "Whose house was this?" It reminded me of um, Breaking Bad season five. Like the like, which one was it? It was like where he went to his like house. The neighbor lady. The neighbor lady. Yeah, it reminded me of that for some reason. And I thought it was trying to relate to that, but yeah, I was wrong. Yeah, it was kind of another last episode situation where it doesn't really make sense till you get to the end of the episode. Anyway, after that, after the intro, the glitchy-ass intro, we get uh, Howard mm. is at therapy, and he's talking about his significant other, maybe a wife, maybe a girlfriend, and her name is Cheryl. What are our thoughts on this? Definitely a wife, because he has a ring. Oh, you know? yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't even think. Okay, that's good. Dude, is this the first time we see a scene of Howard's personal life? Yes. Yeah, Howard's yeah, Howard was so excited to tell um someone other than his coworkers that he had a he landed a huge client only for his therapist to be like, Oh yeah, you know, I don't know how that works, sorry. Well it's good to know that HHM is still uh doing good, you know. Hasn't failed just yet. Well it's still good. You still clinging to that theory? Well that that HHM is gonna dissolve. Yeah, I think it might actually. If how it, it depends if Howard comes on top of the whole Howard versus Kim and Jimmy thing. If he doesn't, then HHM is not going to be in a good position. Yeah, I think it's going to. I think it's going to dissolve, and I also think that Howard's going to die as well. Nah, you know, he's not I think die. both things are going to happen. I just don't think like I don't think like the lawyer characters are going to die because it just seems weird for like the lawyer storylines to have them like die in this crazy way. Like that sounds like a cartel storyline type thing, but at the same time, the show is kind of merging both together. So who knows? I could be wrong. Plus, don't forget, it could about that expectation subversion, you know. Exactly, yeah. Nobody expected Howard to die like that. Yeah. Ryan Johnson will come in and kill Howard and Kim in one fell swoop. He's going to get all Twitter mad. Speaking of Ryan Johnson, if you look at the episode list, he is he's not directing a single one. You know, the list could be lying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After that, we get Jimmy dressed up as Howard with a spray tan and everything, looking very funky. Wait, I hate how uh, pretty amusing. What? I hate how uh, you know, we only get vague information about Howard's uh, failing marriage. You know, I don't hate that. I think that's great. It, we might get more of it. It could be setting up how Howard's wife or whatever will hear about his supposed hooker stuff, and maybe about she'll divorce him or something like that. It was funny how they overdramatized it. Yeah, the build up, the build up to that shot of Jimmy's like face was very yes, amusing. I love that. I, I, I like just like the whole the whole scam or prank, whatever you call it. Yeah, featuring the return of Wendy herself, the best character from Breaking Bad. Looking slightly better than she did in Breaking Bad. Good for her. Yeah, really? the makeup's on point. Yeah, she looks better. The makeup's on point. I mean, she still looks like Wendy, but it's not like... She doesn't look as meth-heady. Yeah, she does. Pretty much. Yeah, dude, y'all are trolling, dude. Y'all are playing a nice. She does still look like a meth-head. Yeah, but not as bad. 
When Howard said he had a dream, I thought of two things. Yeah, I thought of Martin Luther King, and then the second was when they cut that. You know, when he cut to the scene, to the little jingle and the unfocused shot of Howard. I thought they were gonna show a dream sequence. Yeah, me too. I thought it was gonna be like Howard's dream. I was like, what the hell is this gonna be? Like the Howard episode? Yeah. This is gonna be the episode we find out about Howard's like tragic life backstory. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was what they were gonna do. Well, they double yeah. now. Will this that. have been the first time a dream sequence in Breaking Bad? Or, uh, yeah. You know, I think so. Oh wait, no. There's that there's that scene in the Breaking Bad season finale series finale where Jesse's like thinks he's in like a wood shop or whatever. I don't know if that counts. Then there was that one time where Jesse got high off heroin, but it's not really a dream, but it's like yeah. But I thought it was gonna be like some kind of shit like where Howard's like narrating it. We need the Howard Fly episode. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly. We will have had more information on uh, on Howard, but no, you know they're still keeping it vague, like Gus Fring. Yeah, who's more mysterious, Howard or Gus? Gus. But who's a better character, Howard? Yeah. Girl. Fucking hate Gus. Fucking hate <laughs> For you. Such a boring character. Very overrated. <laughs> well, now you say that? HN, HN was saying this since the beginning, but now you're just saying that, yeah. Cooper? I've always been the Gus hater. Or at least Gus and Better Call Saul hater. Yeah, he's very good in Breaking Bad, but in Better Call Saul, you know, they're always keeping him vague. You know, they don't want to reveal anything new to him, so... Well, they have to eventually. I mean, it's already wrapping up, so I don't think so. No, they're gonna they're gonna have to talk about that stupid Santiago thing at some point, which I kept talking about in season five. His best episode was that one season three episode where um, Hector invaded his restaurant. That's probably his best episode. Is that the one where he talks to like all his employees? And that's like his best episode because like it actually established like some parts, like established some kind of character about him that we didn't know. Yeah, let's just go off topic. What what's what, what's everyone's favorite Gus scene in Bitical Soul? Probably when he like when he told Mike about max that's my favorite gus moment boring yeah i know yeah that shit was a snooze bro my favorite scene is his first scene where he meets jimmy that scene's so good oh yeah i love that too i love that too anyway we gotta move on jimmy's whole scheme thing involving cliff main and kim like distracting him or whatever so that he can see jimmy aka howard drive past and just be a bit of a cunt to wendy were we expecting something like this or something more drastic? Did you read a leak or something? Because everything you said was uh, true from the previous podcast. Yeah, there was like set photos from like a year ago of like of like Jimmy dressed up as Howard with Kim with um Wendy. So I knew some I knew some shit was was gonna happen like that. Yeah, it is cool to see the uh, TikTok that I saw last year uh, finally come into full play. You know. Um, can we talk about the Kim? Like what Kim was doing? Yeah, she was talking about some like pro bono thing. Yeah. And when I was reading some of the episodes, or like some of what she said later, she talked about getting his son involved in something. I'm, I, I kind of missed that. Like, what exactly was it about? She has a son. What? Not her. I'm. Um. Who's Who's the guy? Clifford. Cliff Maine's uh drug addicted son. Didn't they talk about him before? Yeah, that's the first time we heard about Cliff Maine's like son or anything really about him at all. Wait, is Jesse huh? Cliff's son? No. <gasps> Yeah, let's go. It makes no sense. Oh, wait. Maybe. Maybe this is biological, Dad. You know, they look somewhat similar. It makes literally no sense. So I'm, I'm yeah. going to say, yeah, Jim, Clifford just de-aged like 30 years <laughs> between Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. Did anybody caught the Jesse Pinkman reference in the episode? No, no I missed it. What was it? It was when uh, Wendy told Saul that she liked her, uh, you know, Saul's hair, which looks exactly like Jesse's in the first oh, three seasons. On. That's that was not, not a Jesse reference. That's definitely a throwback. But maybe yeah. it wasn't. That was just making fun of Saul's terrible hairline in real life. I don't think she was. I think she was being genuine. 
saying saying that his hair looks better when it just ha- when it's Howard's hair. But yeah, anyways, like the way the prank played out was really funny, and seeing like Kim's conversation after really got my curiosity turning, especially when she was like, "If you have any uh, any more problems, call me." Yeah, well, people are saying that because she gave Wendy her business card, that's definitely going to trace back to her when Howard gets investigating mode. Oh, damn. Wait, what about a business card? What happened? Uh, Kim gave Wendy her business card if she needs more lawyer trouble, problems, help. I felt like there was a connection between them. Like, you know, Kim actually knows Wendy from somewhere before. This is the writers being so meta. It's like metaphorically disproving the theory. Uh, I mean, do you actually think they might be related? Because they do feel like the, you know, Kim was a little worried or something, you know? Like, I'm not even trolling. It's just because they know each other because Wendy... It's just girl bosses looking out for other girl bosses. (laughs) Shit. Feminism, bro. Yeah, Rhea probably got mad about those theories of her being Wendy in the future. So she decided to become a director just so that she can include (laughs) a scene of Kim and Wendy in the same scene. So that the theory can be debunked. On TV shows. But yeah, after Kim gives Wendy her card... She notices a suspicious car that may or may not be following her. This is, of course, picking up back from the end of episode two, where we saw that car and no one knew who it was. I guess everyone who said it was Mike were basically true. I thought it was Lalo. I don't know why. Yeah, you're an idiot for thinking that. Where is Lalo? He's been Lalo's for in like Germany. four episodes. Yeah, we know this now, but not at the time of when the episode came out. But why is he in Germany, though? To get info on the lab. Anyway, we'll talk about it at the end when we predict when we talk about predictions. Anyways, uh, next scene, Kim's apartment, they kind of recap what was going on with the scam. And then we essentially get the scene from the trailer where it's like... Yeah, where they talk about being followed. You know what they say, the wicked man, no... F- whatever he said. I, I know it was... You fucked it up. The wicked man, <laughs> what no man pursueth. I remember it now. Jimmy says Kim is wicked hot. That was the biggest thing of the Which entire show. embarrassing. I feel like uh, Jimmy was revealing his true feelings about the whole Howard scheme in that scene because he knows it's wrong, you know, and I guess Kim, yeah, I guess Kim now. Do you think now. Jimmy's still so- self-conscious about the whole thing or do you think he's kind of passed it by now? I mean, the last episode was only, what, like a few days ago probably and he was definitely unsure about it then. But yeah, after that we get Jimmy back at the courthouse, some classic early season shenanigans, but no one likes him anymore. Oh yeah, everybody's mad, yeah. Yeah, because he... Uh, got a murderer, evil, mustache-twirling villain out of prison. I forgot what her name was, but, like, how he, how Jimmy always tries to, like, tempt her into giving him some information. What's her name? Oh, yeah, the lady with the stuffed animals. That scene reminded me of uh, when the lawyer in Breaking Bad got caught and the person that he bribed. Oh, yeah, that's, like, the exact same dynamic. Mike's lawyer guy. Are we going to say him at any point, do you reckon? We have to. Yeah. Yeah, why isn't he in this show? I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, he's a lawyer, and this is a whole lawyer show. You know, why isn't he in it? And to think Better Call Saul would have been a sitcom. That's crazy. Really? They were going to make, like, a situational comedy or something. Yeah, it was really crazy just seeing how everybody is, like, acts very different. It's, like, in contrast to, like, season one. Even, like, the guy who, like, constantly annoys him. What's his name? Oakley? Bill, Bill Oakley, he gave, he like laid down the, the situation for Saul. And he's like, there's proving and then there's knowing. Not gonna lie, that scene made me more emotional than any scene from last episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's That's so weird. weird. Bill Oakley is a better character than Nacho. <laughs> I'm saying so it right weird. now. He prefers for the real. white side character over. Nah, I'm trolling. Okay, I'm trolling. No, you're I'm not. I'm trolling, bro. 
Nacho's also think... a side character, by the way. Chen's on record hating Nacho. Bill Oakley's probably more episodes than Nacho. No. No. Probably, probably. true. There's a behind the scenes of uh, Bill with Gene. Are you kidding me? Have you guys seen that? No. Yeah. And in that scene, uh, Bill right. has like a beard and he looks older. What the fuck are you talking about? I need to say this. I literally posted here before. Be no, you're a fucking liar. No, he's, and like the whole... And he was like in the cinnamon. Let me see if I can... Oh, I found it. I found it. That is that does not count. That's just him in front of a cinnamon. <laughs> Maybe a black and white filter. Johnny's so <laughs> stupid, bro. Johnny Cooper's a so fucking stupid. troll. Anyway, we have to move on. We have to move on. Kim, Kim, uh, Kim is talking to a client or something, and then she notices the same people following her again. So she goes out and you know gives them the old Kim, Kimmy, Kimmy time. Did anybody notice that special appearance in the car? No, no, Hank from Barry. Yeah, I haven't seen that show, but I looked him up. He looks exactly the same. Is that is that the same actor? No, it's not. Also, the thing is, the place where Kim had lunch with her client was was in the El Camino dining room, which is from the first episode or second. I don't know. I will say I was pretty surprised. I didn't think Kim Kim had it in her to like face her paranoia like that. I should have figured this out because like she did confront Lalo like straight up. So. So yeah, uh, after that we get another very sad scene. No one wants to sit with Saul at lunch. <laughs> Why was everybody notified that Jimmy got a Salamanca out? You know, word like, spreads. How do they even know? You know, they're all they're all too busy. You know, doing their own thing. I mean, the thing is, not only do people in the courthouse know, but in the street level, it's pretty well known. It's probably going to be well known, so it's not really that surprising. Well, yeah, which leads into the next scene. Jimmy's got a while he's at lunch. He gets like a shit ton of calls from people. So he mm -hmm. gets them to meet at his, um, you know, temporary, like temporary office or whatever. He used yeah. like some term yeah. for it, which I found amusing, which was my season one I'm gonna flashbacks. Be, I'm going to be real. I'm uh -huh. actually kind of surprised because I thought the entire episode would be like about Jimmy kind of dealing with like maybe the guilt of freeing Lalo. But the episode takes a 180 by it's like, oh, no, there's a good thing to this. So now he has new clients. But then they add another mm -hmm. twist to that. Yeah. And then there's another twist to that where it's like, oh, you're that guy. And then like when he realizes what he's well known for, you can pretty much see it in his face. Like, I'm known for this. But yeah, that scene in the nail salon, that was great. Good to see the nail salon back. Was it in season five at all? I don't think so. No. I'm pretty sure the last time we saw the nail salon was season four, like early season four. Oh, wait, no, no, no. They filmed they filmed um the Wexler v. Goodman commercial thing in the nail salon, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. But we didn't see uh, Mrs. Nguyen. Yeah, we got to talk about Spooge. Yeah, more fan service. Oh, God. Who, no, like, service. I didn't even know that was his name. I kind of forgot. Because we got to talk about something way more cooler, which is Mike and Kim finally meeting after six seasons. Some people, like, from, like, the promo pics of the episode before it came out, some people noticed that, like, there was a shot of Kim and a shot of Mike and they looked to be in the same location. So as soon as Kim went in there, I knew it was going to be Mike's scene. I saw it coming. Uh, I don't know. That just seems pretty cool. Especially um, when she realizes he was the parking lot attendant. BBU reference. Yeah, that was the best. That was the best yeah. part. I was really hoping he would say something about stickers. Like, oh, Kim, you always had your stickers, unlike Jimmy. Honestly, I will say the implication of kind of like how they finally have a scene together now. Even though it's fun at the moment, it's not really a good... I don't get a good vibe out of it at all. I really want a scene of Mike, Kim, and Jimmy in the same room and just like what that dynamic would be like. 
Like the uh, Walter Skyler Jesse uh, diner scene. Oh yeah, exactly. It'll be just like that. Yeah, where Kim reveals that she's been fucking Mike the whole time. Yeah, I think uh, Lalo might not see Jimmy and Kim again. And Mike telling Kim that Lalo is alive is so that it can fill that hole from Breaking Bad season two, where you know Saul still thinks that Lalo is uh, alive, but just because would, Kim told him so. I would be very surprised if Lalo and Jimmy never come face to face again. I don't think they have time for that because we got a we already have Saul versus Howard. So well, this you know. is like a longer season. This is thirteen episodes, and we're only like four episodes in. It's honestly well. That's like because we have the Breaking Bad episodes and the Gene episodes. Well, we so. don't know how much time that's going to take up. Yeah, I noticed how in most of the season, Kim is like very confident, very like in the game, and then this was probably like the first time where she's not fully like that. And I really find that really cool. And Jimmy is like in the opposite position, where it's like he's kind of slowly maybe moving on from the events of season five. Kim is now like being more reminded of the realities of like what happened in that season. Yeah, well, Jimmy's probably going to be in for a bit of a shock next episode because I'm assuming he'll find out. Unless Kim just decides not to tell him. I do think Kim's going to tell him. Well, yeah, he has to find out eventually. It's just a question if Lala will get to him before Kim tells him. Oh, man. That'll be fun. And it, and speaking of... I mean, you already said that Lalo is in Germany. Yep. Well, we don't know that, but it's likely. So Jimmy's on a bit... He's a, he's a, he's in a good mood right now. You know, he's got his shiny new office, or somewhat. He's got new clients. No one likes him, but that's okay. He's got the toilet. You think that was a parallel to the golden toilet from the opening scene of season six? I highly doubt that random no. place has a gold fucking toilet in it. Okay, but before we get to that, we need the second last scene is uh, Gus and his sweet-ass underground house, which connects to the other house thing. The parasite basement, right? Yeah. What What's going on there? Yeah. Was, what, did all this already exist before the Lalo thing, or did you just have it all built out of... because you're worried about Lalo? I mean... I think he's always had it It's there. always been there. I highly yeah. doubt he got all that built. I think... Hitchens probably exactly. asking like what's the difference? I think the difference is that he just put more security. Like probably more cameras. Was that all in one one take? Yeah. It lasted like two minutes, I think. Bravo Rhea. Ray. Rhea. Ray Skywalker. The uh, Walt scene in uh season four is now has meaning. More meaning. Yeah, where he tells him to go home when he's trying to get to Gus. Did house. anyone really care to know the reason? I mean, I just thought Mike was in like a car off screen or something. I just was like, Gus yeah. had I always, eyes. I always wondered how he knew. Like, is it really that hard to believe that in the middle of a fucking night there's like a car somewhere with one of Gus's goons? <laughs> well, that's more boring than a second house. Like, how the, how the fuck did he build that underground thing without the other neighbors wondering what the hell is going on? Yeah, what a plot hole. He's like, oh yeah, guys, don't mind me. I'm just building my little underground lair. Maybe all his neighbors are paid off. You're telling me the entire fucking like neighborhood is paid off? He can do it. How much money does Gus have? He's probably a millionaire, right? It's safe to say he's a millionaire. Doesn't he own Madrigal or is that just... Just think about it. He makes money from the chicken restaurant and from selling, so... Well, yeah, the best part of that scene was when Gus was chastising Mike for one of his goons like who works at Poyo's not being up to Poyo standards. And someone said that he was talking about Lyle there. And I was like, no, he's not talking about Lyle. <laughs> Lyle's actually an he's undercover an... <laughs> operative from Mike. Yeah, Gus is the kind of guy who wants like 15 pages on your resume to work like a $5 an hour job at fucking <laughs> chicken fast food. I have a feeling he's not the worst boss ever. I will say I, I do like how 
uh, knowing like what's in his house and stuff, it adds on to the sense that like Gus, if you think about it, and even throughout like a lot of Breaking Bad too, like he's a very like paranoid person, where it's like it's not even just Lalo; it's the fact that he has this entire like underground base and he has guys. He really is like cautious. I really like how they played on to that. I said, should we go to next scene? Well, first off, at the end of that scene, they do a little trolling because Mike says, where is Mike? I mean, where is Lalo? And then you would think it would cut to some Lalo content, but instead no, it cuts to dude, Kim. No, I have to tell you mm-hmm. this. When they did that, I was so terrified because I thought it would connect to what's going on with Kim. Well, yeah, it cut to Kim and then you hear these like running footsteps. I was like, oh, shit, dude, Lalo just going to run into Kim's dude, car. Dude, I was freaking out. I was like, no way. <laughs> but no, they subverted expectations and actually introduce fucking Saul's Breaking Bad office at last. Another fan service. I know. I don't care. I was fucking hyped. Like at first I was, at first I thought like it wasn't even like the office. I thought it was just like a different place. Mm-hmm. But no, uh-huh. it is definitely the place. I wasn't expecting them to do it yet. Uh, I'm glad they did. Yeah, I'm glad they're getting yeah. that shit out of the way. Hopefully yeah. you can finally get that fucking car soon. They're going to wait like eight episodes until he finally gets the car. And then HM will be satisfied. Well, I said before, but like knowing knowing the show, his his office isn't actually going to look like the Breaking Bad office till like the second last <laughs> episode. I hope we get an entire episode, maybe next one or the one after that. Probably not the one after that, which is just like Saul doing up the office, like an episode just about you know getting the office into good shape. You know, the question though is like if they ever go to Breaking Bad, it's like at one point, at what point will they do it? Will they do it season two? Will they do it before that? Not before that, definitely around season three or four. I would say it would be when it, when, if it just does like a straight time jump, it's going to time jump to like Breaking Bad season three. I don't think it would be before he meets Walt. I don't think it will be when he meets Walt because I don't want him to do the fucking enter door thing. Maybe by the end of uh, episode seven, you know, uh, the whole Better Call Saul uh, story just wraps up. And then like during the last five minutes, uh, we see Jesse or I forget if it was Jesse or Walter's car. Like, we see it parked outside at Saul's office. Man, that's too mcu Too MCU. That's what I've been saying. I was thinking for, like, at the, for the end of an episode, not necessarily, like, episode seven or whatever, but just a random episode. Like, they do some kind of montage where, like, at the end of a montage, it, like, goes to, like, a calendar. It's like, guys, it's 2008. I think it's really cool, or I guess sad, actually, how, like, when Jimmy told, like, Kim he was kicked out of the nail salon, he doesn't seem to miss it at all. Again, another moment where it's like it's kind of jarring when he says it. Well, I mean, it was never the most ideal situation for him. And even like when he tells Kim like, oh, this is probably going to be like a temporary place. The writers are screwing with the audience when they said that. This is going to be temporary. It's like the end of that one of the episodes in season three when we first see the name Saul Goodman used when he's doing like his advertisement thing. And he's like, oh, it's just a name. I just want to see how the hell he gets that inflatable thing from McKettleman's. Unless he just buys another one, which looks exactly like it, which would be lame as hell. That's probably what they're going to do. I don't think we're going to see the Kettlemans again. What if the Kettlemans are actually the silent partner in Breaking Bad and not Kim? When the fuck is Kubi going to show up? And is he just going to be in one episode? I would assume he's just going to be in one episode when he does. Probably. That's going to suck ass. Is he going to be bold like Bill Burr has been currently? Or I hope not. That'll make absolutely no sense. That'll take me out of the, the illusion just like when Fat Todd showed up. Well, I mean, it's not like they made Gale shave his hideous fucking beard in oh, yeah, like Gale, season four or whatever. Gale looked convincing. Well, that made sense. I'm just going to straight up say it. Young Gale looks convincing. Yeah. 
I can't tell if Gale looks worse or better without facial hair. I'll say he looks better with facial he hair. He looks better with facial he hair. He doesn't yeah. look great, neither. I think he looks better with facial hair. Isn't there a trans theory of Gale? What? Yeah, where he was, like, uh, collecting all the Gus money so he can become trans. What? What? Makes what are you talking about? I thought you guys knew about this. Just, this is... You're just why do you just keep <laughs> making shit up? No, this is true. I thought this is like one of the most popular Breaking Bad theories. No, no, it's, no, it's not. not. Let me see no Gale Tran. Iconic Breaking Bad would theory. Have a theory like that be popular? It doesn't even show Break- up. What the fuck? I guess I just saw it on a YouTube comment, you know, as a kid. So I thought, you know, that was a popular theory. You're just making it up. <laughs> yeah, I was probably the one who commented it. Yeah, but um, anyways, uh, oh god, I like Kim and how like how she's reacting to like Jimmy's like office and stuff. And I thought again this thing where it's like I'm thinking something else will happen, but it doesn't. I thought she was just gonna say like, yeah, I want you to move or something. And then it's like it's almost like they went that way, but yeah, she seemed mad. She was right? Like she kind of like went with a joke. The, the toilet joke but yeah and and then it obviously like they both agree on this being temporary and then it kind of ends with both of them going to the taco place and then kim looking at her shoulders but the most interesting part was like the episode literally ends and you could hear a car driving past them and i thought again this was like oh someone's literally watching them but i think that might have just been a case of like getting it to kim's head it's like that's what she's thinking this was like one of those moments where I was like, I wanted more. I, like, no, give me more. Yeah, I was fucking furious when that episode ended. This reminded me of watching like the peak of Breaking Bad. And like, I just had to keep pressing next episode because it's like, I couldn't stop. And now this is how I'm feeling with Better Call Saul. Like, I, I need more. Yeah, the Kim and Jimmy plots are really uh, getting good now. And I don't mind the cartel getting focused. It's just like with the Nacho stuff, I was almost, almost getting to a point where I'm like, Will the Jimmy and Kim stuff ever be as interesting? But like, nah, they fired. They fired in all cylinders. Yeah, people. Pe- I've seen a lot of people saying that this episode was like a breather and like not like it was like lighter or whatever. But like, shit went crazy this episode. Fucking Kim met Mike for God's sake. Like you could say it's a breather, but like it's still like pretty tense. There's like a lot of tense moments. Because no one shot themselves in the head of a gun this episode. It was pretty boring. I talked about this briefly with Sinner before you guys joined. Uh, this is the lowest rated episode of season six right now by one by what? point. It has a well, I mean, it's still it's still really high. It has a eight point eight, and the first episode has an eight point nine. That's so weird. This will be like a ten out of ten episode. I thought it was better than Nacho's episode. Yeah, no offense. Good. No, it's not. There's no way for me. Like this show is always as best when it's like the Jimmy when the Jimmy stuff's like really good. That's what I care about the most. Like, the Nacho stuff is still really good, but like I just I just care more about the Jimmy stuff. I mean, it is fair to prefer the Nacho episode, because that is, like, his last episode. But it, what Agent says kind of makes sense, so... They're both tense. Yeah, it literally like, does not matter. It's it an arbitrary debate. But yeah, I mean, this is better than episode one. Like, what the fuck? I'm gonna just say it right now, as good as the Nacho episode was, the best is yet to come. We have not reached the best. Like, I feel like some people are saying, this is gonna be peak Better Call Saul or something. I'm like... They're saying it's like Ozymandias, and I'm like, this is that's not Ozymandias. It's like the finale of one character. Someone died in a desert, bro. It's the exact same. Well, yeah, this season's already, like, so good, and we're only four episodes in. Like, how fucking crazy is it going to be, like, in 6B? Or the last like... couple of episodes are going to be insane. I can't even picture what the hell's going to happen. 
I feel like after once this is all said and done, no one's going to be saying Breaking Bad's better. Literally, no one. No, nah, people still will. People will be like, oh, I watched uh, three episodes Better Call Saul, and it was boring. This is Walter's more epic, bro. What you mean? Vince Gilligan himself said that the finale, he thinks it's better than Felina. Each time I finish a show, I always think they're going to end it like Felina, you know, where like the main character dies at the end. Yeah. In a I still don't know how way, they're like going to end way. Jimmy's arc. I really, I just, I can't think. Is it going to be a good ending? A bad ending? He's going to get shot in the head by uh, Jeff. <laughs> It's going to be like Uncut Gems. I'm saying if. if he's he not going to die. It's He's obviously just going to get shot. But I just don't think that. He's probably going to go to prison mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. I think prison is likely. And I think a happy reunite, reunite with Kim is also likely. That'd be so corny. Yeah, but I think that like would fit. Like a, a, a sappy, a, like a sappy, lovey, lovey ending would be, would be cool. I would hate that. I would Just because you have like no heart and you hate everything. It'd be really crazy if Kim survived that entire time and they had a reunion. I really want to see that personally. It might not be a 100% happy ending, but I, Kim is definitely going to show up in Gene era. Are we allowed to talk about the teaser for next episode? Yeah, let's go. Okay, let's predict what's going on next episode, guys. Black and blue. Is there going to be Breaking Bad stuff like Imperfect Dan keeps saying? It could be, it could be a red herring. It could more so just be about an Easter egg, but you call it black and blue like... There's no way. Like, it has to mean something. Well, I've seen a lot of people saying that black and blue means uh, either Howard or Jimmy's going to be pretty bruised up after they have that boxing match, you know? Howard is just in a real bad situation right now because, you know, like, he's having marital problems and he's still probably a bit sad about Chuck's death like a million years ago. And now on top of that, Kim and Jimmy are fucking around with him. Such a tragic character. I'm the most interested to see, like, not even Jimmy confront Howard, Kim. Like, I really want to see, like, Kim and Howard, like, or Howard realizing that Kim's in on it. It will be next episode. He'll, like, once Cliff, like, confronts him, he'll immediately, like, know that's Jimmy. But it's actually Kim, right? But then how long will it take for him to figure out Kim is involved as well? Well, the last time him and Kim spoke was in the finale of season five, where Kim was a bit of a fucking bitch to him. Uh, So I think we can all agree that Howard is a more tragic character than Nacho. Yeah. 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 What? No, 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 no. A more tragic character than Nacho? Bro, his entire arc is literally being a dog of the cartel, bro. There's no way. I actually do like Howard more than Nacho. Is there a parallel between Nacho and Howard, you know, since they're both tragic characters? You know, one is the cartel and one is for the lawyer's story? Besides the fact that both of them are getting screwed over, no. I can't think of any. But uh, in the preview, we saw um, Gus and Micah back in the super lab. So uh, what's going on there? They got to start production back up. I highly doubt it, considering Lalo's still in the still in the run. I don't know. I think they're just calling up for more security, aren't they? Or maybe he gets notified that Lalo is in Germany, so that's why uh, you know he sends guards to secure the uh, the lab because he thinks Lalo's going to go in there because he's going to get information out of the German guys. Are we all thinking Lalo's gone to Germany? Yeah, because he does have a fancy suit, you know. So he's probably going to do a little bit of trolling over there at Germany. I saw the most insane theory for how Lalo's gonna die, and I want it to be true so bad. Because, you know, Gus had, like, a crazy death, right? And, like, he, that was, like, the big main villain death of Breaking Bad, and Lalo, at this point, is pretty much the main villain of Medical Soul, so he deserves an equally crazy death. I saw someone say that Lalo's gonna die, he's gonna get buried alive in the super lab, and then they're gonna build it over the top of him. That'd be crazy. Oh, God. <laughs> that would be fucking awesome. What do you mean, like, bury the whole lab again? 
No, we'll just like like just bury Lalo alive in one of the walls and then just like build the like you know the wall over the top of it. The only main character who hasn't met every like there hasn't been like a meeting with now other than like people is like Howard. Is Howard going to be involved? I don't know. I don't think so. I really want to see Howard meets Mike. What if Lalo tries to kill Howard? Yeah, I think that's what's gonna. That's what's actually gonna happen. Yeah. Because he knows Lalo is a tragic character. I mean, he knows Howard's a tragic character. Yeah. So he must finish up his arc. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what could maybe happen is like he can probably get information on Jimmy and Kim, and then maybe tie it to Howard. Mm-hmm. But I can't think of why he would specifically go after Howard. I think Howard will probably be spying on Jim and Kimmy, and then uh, Lalo just sees him, you know, and he thinks, you know, maybe uh, Howard is working for Jimmy, you know, so he probably kills him. Anyways, we also saw in the preview, we saw Francesca, but she's been in every preview, but I think we're finally going to see her this episode. Dude, she was urgent, though. She seemed very urgent and, like, looking for Saul. Yeah, because she's been unemployed for seven years, and she wants to work for Saul again. I thought it was because something, like, I don't know, I thought something more was happening. She seems a little more pissed. Did you guys get the same vibe, or is it just me? Yeah, she's 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 not impressed with the Saul Goodman persona. What if it's a flash forward? It's not a fucking flash forward. Well, actually, I don't know. Wait, what episode did the Breaking Bad flash forward happen in season, season three four, or four? Episode six, I think it was. No, it's episode five. What is an five? What a r- quite a ride. Quite a ride. Yeah, yeah. quite a ride. Yeah, so we might actually see another flash forward this episode. Also heard Jimmy say like, "Thank God he's dead," which is probably referring to Lalo. Or maybe it's Howard. Maybe Howard dies. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's or maybe or maybe it's Chuck. Or maybe it's Walt. Flash forward. Did you guys see the uh, Saul Goodman uh, season five outfit? Season five what? Like his outfit from season five of Breaking Bad. He's wearing blue and black. <gasps> That's why the episode's called Black and Blue. Oh my goodness. Oh my god. He's black and blue suit. Uh-huh. From Breaking Bad. It's gonna be a flash forward to that. Final final prediction. Is Lalo going to be in the next episode? Yes or yes, no? Yes, obviously yeah. because yes. he's That's in the way. episode description. Okay, I'll be a contrarian and say no. <laughs> We're not gonna see him. I'm gonna say he's not in the episode. You know you're wrong, right? Just because it'll be funny if he's not. Okay, let's finish this up. Uh, ratings, go. Sino, out of 10, what was this episode? 10 out of 10. I don't rate you know that, but Kino. Yeah, 10 out of 10. Definitely better than the Lalo. I mean, the uh, Nacho episode. <laughs> yeah. You're a bit too confident. <laughs> you need to stop. Yeah, definitely better. I don't yeah. even know why it's rated yeah. a 6 or something on IMDb. 8.8. 6. They're crazy. <laughs> it's at 6. Uh, yeah, it's 10 out of 10. Awesome episode. Love it. But mm-hmm. next episode will probably be better than the show. I don't think so. It's probably going to be a little bit of filler or something. Well, this episode was already filler, remember? Because no one died. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening to this episode of Is It Peak? Next time, we'll be discussing episode five, Black and Blue. Tune in next week for Black and Blue.